Some monumental changes have been made to the ACC football scheduling department. We will talk about those here in just a second on this episode of the show. Stay tuned. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in. What is going on? You're listening to the Locked On the Louisville Podcast or watching the Locked On Louisville Podcast, I should say. As always, I'm your host, Dalton Pence. I serve as a credential media member for Cardinal Sports Zone. Also do some PA announcing work for the university and various sports. I want to take this time, as I usually do, to personally thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. It is definitely appreciated. And just a reminder, the Locked On Louisville Podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team every day. As I mentioned, there are some big changes that have been made to the ACC football conference um, uh, scheduling and, and things of that nature. We will discuss first reactions to it while also breaking it down. We will then talk about the three teams that Louisville will be playing each season. Um, and then finally, we will kind of take a peek at the next four seasons of conference opponents for the University of Louisville football program. So let's move into the first segment by talking about the changes as a whole. What, what's, what, what's different? Well, the real, really the question should be, what is the same? Well, heading into 2023, so obviously this year nothing changes. Beginning next season, a lot of changes. There will be no divisions. There will be no Atlantic nor Coastal Division. Uh, all 14 teams will compete against each other. The top two teams um, determined by win percentage will be um, you know, sent to the ACC Championship game hosted by Subway on the first Saturday in December in Charlotte at Bank of America Stadium. Um, it is the new model is a quote-unquote 3-5-5 structure, where, and I'm quoting this right off of ACC's website, each team will play three primary opponents annually and face the other 10 league teams twice during the four-year cycle, once at home and once on the road. Um, just for introductory purposes, we'll discuss more in the second segment. The three opponents for the Louisville Cardinals are Georgia Tech, Miami, and Virginia. Those are the three teams that the Cardinals will play each and every season, the other teams will rotate. So initially, my thoughts were, what is going on? Um, I thought that there may be an instance to where maybe they try to increase the ACC schedule to where they play another team um, each season. Um, but you know, I, I didn't know that it was going to be an instance to where, hey, we're going to completely um, you know, change things up. We're not going to add a conference game. We're just going to rotate it even more. And to that, I'm like, okay. Um, because for Louisville fans, you should be maybe not necessarily rejoicing because um, you, know, you go from being in a division with Clemson to now you're in a whole league with Clemson and the other teams. Um, you know, I think it's one of those instances to where if you're good enough – to, to win the Atlantic Division, you know, you're good enough to be in the or the, if you're good enough to win the Coastal or the Atlantic Division, you're probably good enough to be one of the top two teams regardless in the conference. Uh, but I think that this is fair. This is an instance to where you know you're playing the you know you're playing teams year in year out. Um, you know you can't fall back on some excuses to where it's like okay, 
well, one team gets to play Duke every season and one team has to play Clemson every season and things of that nature. And, um, you know, one team, their their cross-division rival is Florida State or their cross-division rival is, Notre, is uh, you know, North Carolina. Well, ours is Duke or ours is Syracuse. There's no excuses. In, in fact, my initial reaction here is the fact that, hey, you can't make any excuses now. The the only thing that you can go out and do is win ball games because at the end of the day, I I don't necessarily think that there's a ton of like um, gained advantages nor disadvantages for the University of Louisville because in my opinion, the the Atlantic Division has been the superior division since Clemson's you know dynasty has begun back in what 2014 15. Uh, the the 2015 season, I guess you could say, is when Clemson really really got good. Or, yeah, something along those lines. Uh, yeah, 2015. Um, sorry. But up until that point, I mean, the Cardinals have, have been somewhat successful against the teams in the other division. But I like this uh, from, from for a lot of different reasons. Number one, I like playing different teams every year. Um, it's interesting the three teams that Louisville got are the three teams that Louisville got, and we'll talk about that here in the in the next segment. But ultimately, I don't have any complaints with this format. Um, the gripes that I've seen come from teams that are, are you, you know, year in, year out, maybe playing a schedule that isn't as hard as other teams. Uh, but if you're the Louisville Cardinals, you're sitting here and thinking, okay, I'm playing Clemson every year already. I am playing, um, you know, I'm playing Clemson every year. I'm playing Florida State every year. I'm playing Wake Forest, NC State every single season in Virginia as well. You're probably thinking, okay, um, I'll be okay with not playing Clemson this year or that year. I'll be okay with not having to play against uh, NC State this year or Wake Forest this year. Um now, granted, you are adding Miami into that mix. Uh, you are adding, um, you know, North Carolina into that mix, which you know, North Carolina has been pretty decent. Uh, Virginia Tech is a little bit um, in a bit of a different uh, situation where they're not necessarily as good as they had been in years past. But overall, I'm kind of sitting here and I'm like, yeah, it's it has its blessings in disguise if you're Louisville because you know, um, you know, next. Uh, the 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 2023 conference schedule. It, it seems like it, it's it's definitely favorable for the Cardinals, but 2026, it's like we might be having some struggles to get bowl eligible. Obviously, maybe you know saying that in a hyperbolic sense, but but at the same time, you get what I'm saying is that um, you know one year you may have a pretty easy schedule, you know another year it's it's you know business like usual, but another year you're like wow. It's a perfect storm to where you're playing Clemson, NC State, Miami, North Carolina, Notre Dame. I mean, all these teams across the board. And, and you know, Louisville has to play Georgia in 2026. And it's like, oh, my goodness. So um, I'm okay with it. You know, Miami being one of those teams, it, it makes it a little interesting. But overall, I mean, I, I, I have no complaints. Um, because at the end of the day, you can talk about scheduling all you want. You could talk about, you know, strength of schedule in the conference and, and dodging certain opponents. I'll be honest. You have to win ball games. Um, you know, you play who you play who's in front of you on your schedule. If it, if it's to an instance to where, you know, you don't like the fact that you are, you know, struggling against certain teams, get better. That's kind of where where you where you have to get at. You know, you can't blame the the schedule. 
you know, considering that you're you're rotating ACC teams year in, year out. I, I just think it's good for the conference overall. You know, you're playing, um, instead of playing a, a team once every four years, you're playing them twice every four years. You're playing them at home and then uh, on the road, and you're continually circulating through. It makes it for a little bit of a more interesting schedule. You're not playing the same teams every year, so it, it's kind of the, the fun uh, of um, you know maybe not necessarily being too familiar with a certain program and being able to to go in um, you know into it with a little bit of unfamiliarity, but but I, I like it. I think that this is a model that that's pretty solid. Um, uh, the ACC commissioner Jim Phillips had this to say about it: the future ACC football scheduling model provides significant enhancement for our schools and conference. With the most important thing being our student athletes having the opportunity to play every school, both home and away, over a four-year period. He goes on to say, we appreciate the thoughtful discussions within our membership, including the head football coaches and athletic directors. In the end, it was clear that this model is in the best interest of our student athletes, programs, and fans at this time. So, uh, needless to say, it it does seem like um, probably the majority, uh, a good amount of the majority of, um, you know, uh, institutions and programs are probably on board with this. Um, and if you're a Louisville, I don't see why the Cardinals wouldn't necessarily be on board with this at all. The three opponents that um, you know, Louisville is going to face every season, I'll be honest, I when they were announced, I was like, okay, Virginia I get, but Georgia Tech and Miami? Kind of interesting. We'll talk about uh, the initial reaction here in just a second after we talk about our friends over at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry when you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket, it allows you to save time and money. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. The prices are reliably low for every customer. And guess what? They have everything you could ever need from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. That's rockauto.com. Right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Hey, Cardinal fans, before we head into the second segment, I want to say thanks again for making Locked On the Louisville your first listen every day. Just a reminder the Locked On the Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services five days a week, your team every day. Three teams will be played by the University of Louisville every single season in the ACC Conference slate. The Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, the Miami Hurricanes, and the Virginia Cavaliers. Georgia Tech is a very interesting opponent. I believe they've only played twice since the Cardinals have joined the athletic, the athletic, the Atlantic Coast Conference. Um, and both of those games have been losses. Um, 2018, obviously, in that historical debacle of a season, Georgia Tech did not punt the ball once um, on route to victory against the Cardinals. And then the second time was 2020 in the, in the COVID season, in which the Cardinals had a lead going into the fourth quarter, I do believe. And um, simply the simply put, the um, the wheels on the bus fell off. And, um, you know, so the Cardinals are 0-2 against the Yellow Jackets. I like this matchup, not only because my sister is a Georgia Tech graduate 
and there could be a possible move to Atlanta in my future. So um, there, that definitely would have no, um, you know, reasoning as to why I like this matchup at all. There's no single uh, possibility of that being true, but I digress. Um, from a football standpoint, it's kind of a neat thing. Uh, you know, being able to play Georgia Tech year in, year out, um, you know, it's a team that Louisville's not used to, so you're playing an unfamiliar opponent is one of those to where, hey, Georgia Tech, you'll probably be a it, – it's an opportunity to get a solid win because at this time it seems like Louisville is a better program than the Yellow Jackets, but that's no disrespect to, you know, to Tech at all. I think that this is an opportunity to where maybe, um, you know – you know, you have a, an instance to where, you know, Louisville, you know, continues to rise. Georgia Tech continues to rise, and it's a, a you know, a really respectable matchup. I, I like the um, opportunity to go down to Atlanta every year. You know, Louisville has been doing a great job of recruiting the state of Georgia. I assume, you know, the home and home with Atlanta, the, the, hey, this is a, 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 a pitch that you can make to some, you know, prospective recruits in the, um, you know, in the Peachtree peach State, um, whether that is the Peachtree State, the Peach State. Is it the Peachtree or the Peach State? Regardless, um, um, I, I think that um, if you're playing, if you're trying to recruit a, you know, a, a player from Georgia, say, hey, we're going to play against Georgia Tech and Georgia possibly in the same season because Georgia is coming onto the schedule in 2026, but also we play Georgia Tech every year. So you might not necessarily play in Atlanta this year, but hey, you're going to play against Georgia and Georgia Tech, and then you'll play in Atlanta next year. So you're going to be able to have like a little a little bit of a homecoming and play in your home state or maybe even your home city. So that's definitely have has to be a, a recruiting pitch. I just think, uh, for lack of better terms, there's not a lot of, uh, of football implications on it other than I think it's pretty neat. I think it's a pretty neat matchup. Uh, Miami is one of those where I'm like, I wish it was not Miami. Um, with the NIL and stuff like that, you know, there were rumors about you know the Rashada recruitment in terms of how much uh, the Hurricanes program was forking over to um, you know Rashada in terms of NIL. I'm not going to speculate because it seems like the facts kind of aren't out in that situation. Uh, the Hurricanes just uh, won a recruiting battle for uh, four-star receiver Nathaniel Ray Ray Joseph that we've talked about on the show. So with Mario Cristobal, a South Florida native, you would have to assume that the Hurricanes recruitment of the Sunshine State as a whole and in you know the Miami-Dade care D- Dade County area is definitely going to be on the uptick. So, you know, and it's a hotbed of talent down there in Florida. So, um, yeah, you would have to assume that if Mario Cristobal is, you know, solid in terms of coaching that, hey, look, Miami's going to be tough every single year. I'm not necessarily saying that it's going to be a Clemson level game to where it's like, okay, we're going to get blown out this game and there's no way, you know, we're going to have a chance. I'm not saying that, but it's definitely going to be a formidable opponent to where, you know, when you look ahead to certain seasons, it's like, okay, you have Miami and then you have a lot of other, you know, uh, tough games as well. So I think that, um, you know, in a nutshell, it does, however, you know, you know, beg the, beg to play the devil's advocate that's saying, okay, well, Louisville's starting to recruit better as well. If they can start to take the next step forward, if Louisville can rise to a team that's winning eight to maybe even 10 games consistently over the next couple of years, Miami could offer a possible game as a, as a resume boosting win that, um, you know, like I said, maybe Virginia and Georgia Tech might not necessarily be on that level, but you have a game in Miami. You know, you're recruiting Miami as well. You know, like Georgia Tech, 
you can do the same thing with players from the state of Miami. You're thinking, okay, yeah, maybe you're not necessarily playing for your home team, but you're going to go down to your your home area and you're going to play a game at Miami. You're going to play a game here, um, you know, at Cardinal Stadium against the Hurricanes. So um, it's kind of a give and take because Georgia Tech, um, you know, can't really do. You know, I, I think that Georgia Tech and Miami. It's it's more beneficial in terms of recruiting playing Georgia Tech and Miami for Louisville than it is vice versa, and that's no disrespect to the Louisville area of recruiting, but Atlanta and Miami are two um, very very um, highly um, you know highly recruited areas, highly talented areas uh, across the board. So that that's kind of my thoughts on Miami, Virginia. Eh, that that should have been we we should have saw that coming, um, of course. Right. Um, it, it could be worse, though. I guess it could be Clemson. I, I really wish this one kind of would have been Florida State. I would have liked to have seen Florida State, a team that we play every season, just because, number one, it seems like Lamar Jackson and company broke the Florida State Seminoles in that 2016 um, huge victory that I saw on ACC's uh, Twitter yesterday. So that, w- that was pretty cool. Um, but I'm, I'm just kind of making fun at this point. But Ultimately, I think that that's always a big rivalry game. Uh, Virginia is a game that, you know, Louisville usually is. It's a very tough contest. The Cardinals have yet to win in Charlottesville, so they're going to have to uh, – actually, I take that back. They won one game in Charlottesville, and it was the year after Lamar Jackson's Heisman campaign to where he, um, you know, uh, 2017, the his final season, his junior year, uh, less than a minute ago, he found Jalen Smith in the end zone. Uh, for the touchdown in which the Cardinals uh, went went ahead late in that game and won in Charlottesville. That is the only time that the Cardinals have defeated Virginia on the road. Um, here here at uh, Cardinal Stadium, it's 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 been more of you know in, in the favor of Louisville. I think that they've only maybe lost um, you know one time, and that was this past year in that in that fourth quarter debacle. So. I'm okay with uh, Virginia being a team that we play every season because it's one that we're used to playing their cross-division rival anyway, and it's a good opportunity for us. I think that, you know, it's a solid game. It's a, it's a, it's not a – I wouldn't necessarily go as far as calling it a rivalry, but in my opinion, it, it, it kind of is, and I'm interested to see, you know, how the, um, you know, the, 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 the teams really can continue um, – you know, playing each other very toughly, which they likely will do in this upcoming season. So, as I alluded to, I'm fine with, with the three teams. It probably wasn't necessarily what I what I expected in terms of Georgia Tech and Miami, but Virginia is definitely one that I expected. Um, moving along into kind of initial thoughts into each of the next four conference slates for the Cardinals. Um, some years are easy. Some years it's like, okay, are we even going to be bowl eligible? Obviously, I'm joking, but you'll you'll see here in just a second. We'll talk about that here in just a second. As I mentioned, after we talk about our friends over at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news this season. Um, and you can do that on the Major League Baseball level. Um, Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering info, including live betting, esports, and scores. And it remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online is where the game starts. So, heading into the final segment, as I mentioned, the next three, or I'm sorry, the next four years, beginning next year, the conference opponents have been determined um, 
and, and we're going to kind of break that down uh, the next four seasons. Uh, 2023, Pierce Clarkson and company's first year for the Cardinals. I think it's pretty, I mean, it's pretty favorable because you have Boston College, uh, Miami, NC State, and Pittsburgh, which are likely going to be some tough games. Uh, Virginia will be without Brennan Armstrong. Uh, but you have Duke, Georgia Tech, which are probably going to be wins at this point. Virginia Tech is is kind of on in, in a bit of a crossroads. You're like, okay, well, who knows what, what, what is necessarily going to happen here. But but that's as, probably as almost as favorable as it's going to get if you're Louisville. You're playing both of the Virginia schools. Um, you have both of those teams at home. You have Duke at home and Boston College. So, I mean, you're looking like um, in the ACC slate at home, you could go 4-0 in those games. It's going to get considerably tougher on the road. However, you go down to Atlanta uh, for the second time since joining the conference. Um, you have uh, Miami. You have NC State and you have Pittsburgh. So who knows what Pittsburgh is going to look like, but if Pat Narduzzi is there, you have to assume they're going to be good, along with Dave Dorn at NC State. Miami on the road is going to be very challenging. Georgia Tech is going to be interesting. So you would assume, I, I think, you know, probably like a 5-3 and three would be something to look at there. Um, moving along over into 2024, uh, things are a little bit interesting. You have Syracuse on the schedule, Georgia Tech at home, Miami and North Carolina at home. So you have some some games to where you can try to, you know, do some stuff on, on your home field. You have Virginia and Virginia Tech on the road at Wake Forest, at Clemson. So if Clemson has a bounce back season, this is an opportunity, you know, maybe you, you can try to go into Death Valley and knock them off. But at, at the end of the day, I would say the 2024 slate is a little bit more challenging than 2023 because you have Clemson, because you have Wake Forest and um, North Carolina on the schedule. Uh, but still, you know, Georgia Tech, Syracuse, Virginia, Virginia Tech look like possible wins. So um, we will kind of see how that unfolds. Uh, it's, it's definitely different heading into 2025. You're the first time you've played Florida State in the past. You know, since 2022, you'll play Florida State again. NC State, Pittsburgh, Virginia fill out the home slate. Uh, Boston College on the road, Duke on the road, Georgia Tech on the road, and Miami on the road. So, sorry about that. Um, but yeah, overall, like I said, I mean, it, it's hard to predict what, what how, how the team's going to do in conference play when we are like um, not even in the 2022 schedule. So we have three full seasons before 2025 even becomes a thing. You don't even know, you know who's going to be here or anything like that in 2025. But ultimately, I mean, I just think it's really, really neat. So we're trying to base this like historically speaking and, uh, you know, how good teams usually are. So uh, I think that 2025 is one of those instances to where this is probably maybe the easiest one yet, um, maybe outside of 2023. I think that 2024 um, is the second hardest behind um, 2026. This is where things get interesting. The Cardinals will host Clemson, Miami, Wake Forest, and Georgia Tech. Three of those games could be very, very tough. On the road, you are traveling to Tallahassee. You're traveling to Chapel Hill. That could be two tough matchups as well. Syracuse, who knows? Virginia, we always we, we talk about how tough it is to beat them in Charlottesville for some unknown reason. Not to mention, you also have to play Georgia in a non-conference game in 2026. So in 2026, you look at it, it is going to be very, very challenging. 
um, to say the least. Um, I, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, wow. Okay, Clemson, Miami, Wake Forest, Florida State, North Carolina, and Virginia, not to mention the Georgia Bulldogs. So ultimately, I mean, you had to take everything with a grain of salt when it comes to talking about 2024, 5, and 6, and even 2023 because a lot of stuff can happen in a calendar year. We haven't even started the 2022 season, but by all means, if the trends um, you know, prove to be accurate and the teams that are good remain good and the teams that are bad maybe remain bad, 2023 could be a very favorable year for the University of Louisville scheduling, just like this year is, uh, in the first half at least. So ultimately, it's pretty neat what, what the ACC's decided to do. Um, initially speaking, my first reactions are, it's a fun idea. Um, it's the right idea. Let's put it that way. It's the right decision to make every team play every other team twice in four years. It's a home and home. It's for the student athletes. I like it. Um, it's interesting. The three teams that are in Louisville's permanent um, you know, annual schedule, the, uh, the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, the Miami Hurricanes, and also the Virginia Cavaliers. It'll be interesting to see if that ever changes. Will that always stay the same? If not, when is the reset period? Is it a five-year period? Is it a six-year period where you play two two of those teams you know, at home and away three times consecutively? We'll, we'll see how that works out. But ultimately, I, I like this for the University of Louisville. So, I mean, I like this for the ACC as a whole. It's new. It's neat. And I think that it's ultimately the right decision. So, um uh, you will, you've probably already seen the Locked On Crossover podcast with uh, Kenton Gibbs, the host of Locked On Wolfpack. Uh, be sure to check that out. Um, as we head into the end of the month, we'll have two more episodes tomorrow. A possible uh, commitment on the uh, Flyville 23 class is looming today. So we will uh, you know, continue to monitor those situations. But that's going to wrap up this bonus episode on this Wednesday edition of the show. Everyone have a great day. We will see you right back here tomorrow.